Wait, whatever happened to good old-fashioned hospitality? Guess it went out with covered wagons and hoop skirts. You know, you won't let me change. You really expect me to steal, don't you? I expect sharks to bite, too. Don't take it personally. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Eamon. And this is Kyle. And this is the podcast where each and every week we examine another facet of the wide, wonderful, and weird Highlander franchise. Before we get into this week's episode, uh, we wanted to answer one of the, or read some of the uh, reader mail of our last question of the week. Um, and this uh, question came from the episode The Darkness. And our question was, what should the role of magic be in the Highlander universe? Lucas Patterson says, uh, I don't believe magic is useful in this universe. The fact that there are immortals is enough. It's a kind of magic by Queen is all the magic necessary. I agree. Vince S. writes, I think magic should only be used as mortals would use it. Secrets and stuff that other immortals still might not know of. Example, we see magic and don't know how they do it. Should be the same for immortals. They might be surprised by it, too. Uh, Zach O. writes, I feel that if there's magic in Highlander, it should only belong to immortals based on special manipulation of whatever energy gives them power of which there are several examples in the series. However, I also feel that it should be should have been full, embraced fully and given better defined uses slash limitations, or it shouldn't have been used at all. Supernatural beasts slash abilities outside of Immortals wouldn't feel right in this setting. The eternal struggle of Immortals behind the scenes of the real world is part of what makes this series great. Adding in more random fantastic elements would take away from that realism. Christina F. writes, I have a hard time with the word magic in Highlander. I think of it as more mystical than magical. To me, it's things of a more spiritual nature than, say, flying on a broomstick or using a wand or staff to cast spells. I would say that the magic in Highlander is more mystical because it comes from a source, no pun intended, beyond human, but non, not unexplainable. Deity or nature being a possible explanation. I guess when I think of magic, I think of it being a separate thing that exists and helps a world to grow. This is probably influenced by things like Final Fantasy and Robert... Aspirin, who defined magic as having its own source, like crystals or lines that run through the world, similar to chakra. In order to use it, you have to know how to draw from that source of power, and you have that power inside you already. To me, mysticism would be power that flows from nature, the universe, or a creator or destroyer, negative and positive, Vooter, for instance. Therefore, the power that flows through them comes from something in line with the earth itself and not separate. You may not necessarily need to be trained to be able to have it and use it, and everyone could potentially use it as part... Use oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and everybody could potentially use a part of it if they learn to open their minds to something greater than themselves. Thank you, Christina F. So uh, every week we do a question of the week, and if you have uh, answers to those questions, write them at HighlanderRewatched at gmail.com or leave them on our Facebook page. Uh, today's episode is episode seven, The Return of Amanda. Uh, this episode was originally aired Monday, November 8th, 1993. Um, and it was directed by Dennis Barry. We just saw him uh, do the episode in Eye for an Eye, which we all, I think, really liked a lot. 
Yeah. And he's done some other ones as well. The writer of this episode was Guy Malali. He worked on Earth Final Conflict. Oh, yeah. That's a good... Uh, yeah. Wasn't that a... Um, what's his name? Gene Roddenberry show? I don't know. I think it, it was. It I thought so. Or am I thinking of a different Earth... I, thought, I, I don't remember. I think it was a show like produced yeah. after he had died that it was like something in an idea for. Is that the show where the guys have like the weird heads, the big heads? Isn't there aliens? That's that's real life. That's okay. That's your, that's our existence. Okay, we have real big heads. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Kyle, the uh, the audio is a little different for you this week. Uh, so, do you want to explain what's going on? Oh yeah, I'm calling in from North Carolina. A friend of mine getting married slash bachelor party thing. So it's very beautiful up here, but it is very far away from Highlander. Uh. <laughs> well, we are glad you got to join us for this very special episode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Greetings from Asheville. <laughs> uh, this episode uh, guest stars Don S. Davis as Palance. Um, he, of course, was General Hammond in Stargate SG-1, which is a yeah. great, great show. Uh, and he was fantastic in it. He was also Colonel Briggs in Twin Peaks. Uh, he's he's like always an army guy. Like, yeah, he's like the go to like kind of uptight like I don't know uptown girl. Yep, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> he also was uh, Scully's dad. He, yeah, yeah, which is good. Right, he's got the sci fi thing on lock. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, sadly, he has passed away. Yeah, uh, yeah. He died. Of, well, like that's been a while now. Like eight years ago now. Yeah, but uh, like he died during SG One, right? Yeah, I think so. Because huh. he's not in the last season, right? He gets replaced by one of the Bridges. Bo Bridges, I oh, think, yeah. replaces him. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. Holy shit. Yeah. Anyway. I also have that he was in Con Air and Cliffhanger. Nice. Two excellent, perhaps, action movies. <laughs> uh, Con, Con Air with Cyrus the Virus. That's right. <laughs> uh, this episode also guest stars Michael Putanen as Lev Arkin. Uh, he's the other kind of goon guy, but he was the sheriff, uh, Sheriff Miller on Smallville, uh, wow. which was also kind of a, a small part that would pop up every once in a while, but hmm. another one of those Canadian television regulars. Uh, Interesting. Also, according to IMDb, Dan Castellaneta is in this episode. That is false. Wow. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> IMDb says he plays the, uh, the professor in the flashbacks. Oh. But- it's a guy that kind of looks like him yeah it's weird and it says it's uncredited it's just not him huh it's very weird uh i don't know why are IMDb. we sure it's not him oh i'm a hundred percent because also imdb gives credit to the correct person oh, okay. as well it's really weird uh but when i was doing my research double, for this episode i was like it? what is yeah. going on so the episode description from imdb for this jam is amanda shows up at the dojo with a suspicious offer of friendship then Duncan helps Amanda escape from the two attackers that she insists she doesn't know. In a flashback to 1930s Germany, Duncan is trying to help a scientist escape when Amanda attaches herself to him and, uh, to get away from police chasing her. In modern day, Duncan tells Amanda about the Watchers, but they discover the men chasing her are FBI. Great. This is That's a terrible description. <laughs> Can we start getting these descriptions from an no. official source? No. Okay. <laughs> An official source. Ooh, Highlander. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no is right. Uh, Eamon and I watched the source uh, the other day on DVD. It was... Uh, yeah, that's the first time I've seen it, and it sadly won't not be the last. Because next time you watch that's... it, you'll have to take notes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, oh, boy. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Luckily, that's like a problem two years from now. Yeah, right. hopefully. <laughs> 
So this episode opens uh, with a flashback to 1936 in Berlin, and we're in like a German cabaret club. Yeah. And Elizabeth Grayson is singing like a sexy song thing. She's doing her best uh, Madeline Kahn. This is like Blazing Saddles <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> uh, but this is really her singing, which is oh. a nice touch. Yeah, oh, she that's does a great, nice. Yeah, she does a great job. This is a, uh, I think this is a fun opening to the episode. Yeah. Um, although we'll find out later, there's like a reveal that Amanda shows up. And it's kind of almost ruined by the fact that she's in this flashback. Yeah. We'll that's talk about great, the, You know, I did not think of that. That is a great point. Yeah, it is. That's a <laughs> right. really good point. So let's talk about this flashback first. So she's pulling, or she's singing this song, and it's kind of a fun opening. Uh, it's kind of a nice, I don't know how to put it, like a little, just a nice little set piece. Like yeah. it's in the mood. But she goes over to this guy, and I guess they have an exchange. Like he gives her these plates. Turns out to be counterfeit money plates. But these German thugs come in, and I guess they're they're looking for these things too, and they end up killing this guy over yep. there. And then they force her to sing mm-hmm. for them, which is really like creepy. The same song. One of the lyrics in her song I just wanted to point out was Strut your stuff somewhere else, Mac. Oh. oh. Is that Duncan Mac Cloud? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Inside reference in the mm. song. Nice. So then we cut to the dojo, and Mac and Richie are fencing. Uh, this looks like fun. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a fun little scene. Uh, it kind of extends the training thing we were seeing earlier, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But then we, I mean, what, what? Tell us about the dialogue that we get. <laughs> so it's all like he's like, "Oh, your stamina is improved," <laughs> and then Richie's like, "Yeah, I lasted for a, a few more <laughs> seconds," and then Max says. It'll come. <laughs> should, we, should we play this clip oh, also? Or? Oh, God. Yeah, let's, let's Let... play it. Your stamina's improved. Yeah, I lasted a whole few seconds more that yeah. time. Don't worry, it'll come. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so. Zeist. <laughs> Zeist. <laughs> that uh, is... So then, that's amazing. Is, uh, so is then it? they get the immortal buzz... Mm-hmm. And someone comes in wearing full fencing. Full, like they come in Where, from like the lobby or something. <laughs> Where did she get that? Yeah. Yes. Did she just carry that around at all times and see that they're doing like gay fencing stuff? Sword fighting, if you happened? will. Yeah. Yeah. So literally swashbuckling. So yeah. because this person is wearing the mask, we can't see who it is. Right. So it's, it's ominous and threatening. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they're just fencing with fencing swords, so it's not that threatening. But. Uh, they end up fencing. Duncan wins and unmasks this person. And bum bum bum, it's Amanda. That's right. It's, it's actually the return of Amanda. The return of Amanda. The return of, well, yeah, this, the, curse of, the curse of the return of the creature's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is yeah kind of spoiled by I think the the flashback in the beginning because yeah. we know Amanda's in this episode. Right. And then it's like, oh, who could this immortal be? I mean, I guess it yeah. could be whoever the villain of the week might be, but yeah. it's it's probably Amanda. Yeah. yeah um, I feel like in. I don't know if it's the next season when they start doing this. They start doing like cold opens Mm -hmm. where they have like a little teaser scene before the credits, Mm -hmm. which I think is like really effective. And I feel like this would be a great cold open. Mm -hmm. Then go into credits and then maybe get to that flashback 1936 scene as just a way to kind of set the mood for the rest of the episode. Um, But yeah, just the order this kind of is edited together. It kind of just is a little anticlimactic with who this is. But Mm. it's okay. But yeah, good point about uh, her not, like, where she gets this fencing gear. Well, I want a blueprint of the gym (laughs) to see where the locker room is located. I would assume it's upstairs, because don't people yell from upstairs about the showers being broken? Yeah. 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 
Also, at yeah, some point, she talks yeah. about like she hasn't been to. Has she been to her hotel room yet? I don't. So if she didn't get. Cha- oh no, I think she has been to her hotel because she said she booked it ahead of time. So the other option is that she got dressed in fencing gear at her hotel and then walked walk, <laughs> walked the streets of Seacouver in a full getup and a sword. <laughs> and a sword. Yeah, a sword. Uh, or she, I guess, brought it in a bag and got dressed outside. Any any way you you slice it, this is crazy. Also, is maybe she a member? Maybe she snuck in. Maybe she snuck in, went to the locker room, got changed, snuck back out through the front door. That's, yeah, that's what she did. Yeah. Also, she's a cat burglar. That's true. That's very true. Also, is she a member of the gym? I mean, I, we know Charlie's is very exclusive. Like. <laughs> Well, I don't think the gym's open right now okay. because they're the only two in there, right? Uh, that's that's very true. And is it a gendered gym? Like, are are is it? Are there no girls allowed? Uh, that's a good question. Oh, yeah, I don't think we have seen a a lady. A lady. I mean, we we're all about our triple X chromosomes state <laughs> yeah. of the union. So, so then we cut, and Amanda and Duncan are upstairs, and Duncan is trying to make Amanda some coffee, and this right. is amazing. And he's like, for a guy who supposedly loves making coffee, <laughs> <laughs> he cannot figure this out no he's like really screwing it up big time it's like a weird espresso machine i don't even think it's a coffee yeah he's like oh oh god i hate this machine i never got used to it in the first place coffee i spilt it everywhere yeah he's like (laughs) rambling he's doing his best elliot gould impression it's like and apparently this is all improvised this is not in the script which is which is good (laughs) including did they just say like matt give us like 30 seconds about how you're bad at coffee or was did he organically fail to use this espresso machine and it was like oh it's it's the 90s people don't get italian coffee yeah (laughs) i i kind of do like the the idea that like immortals might be bad at certain like technological things yeah although i think the coffee machine is not that hard uh yeah it's called a cappuccino and you won't believe how much it costs (laughs) (laughs) but mac has his master hacking he doesn't have his master barista yeah barista skills i don't know so is barista gendered is he a barista oh that's a good question don't know I don't know either. Mm, write us in. Uh, write us in, Starbucks professionals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so um, it's been ages since they've seen each other, I guess. Although it's really only I, been a it's year. Been a, she says it's, a, it's been a year. It yeah. was it was last year, right? Uh, so then we get a flashback to last year's episode, yeah, which was the lady and the tiger. And this fl- they milk the this lady fucking the padding. thing. Yeah, <laughs> the lady in the padding. <laughs> There's so many, like, they show the part where she's stealing the diamonds, their whole escape scene, like, the whole fight and, like, confrontation in the cafe. This is insane. It's really long. So I was I was curious about again. Maybe we should ask David Abramowitz next time we talk to him. Uh, we we need to start like a real hardcore list about all our yeah. questions that we keep bringing up. I'm curious: is this something writers do on purpose? Like, is was this something based on the budget of this week's episode that like we need to pad it? Yeah. Or is it something that gets kind of thrown in later? It's like, oh well, we probably you know are a little short on time. Why don't we have a flashback and like that length of flashback is indeterminate because you don't need this flashback there at all. Like the episode could just move on, but I'm wondering if they were short on footage. I'm just kind of curious how that works in the writing process. Like if it's built into the episode or it comes later, I don't know. Well, the other thing is like, this is pre internet and like mostly pre internet. I don't really know the timeline exactly, but 
You well, know, all Duncan's hacking skills refute that theory. Oh, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe this is before, like, they wanted to clue the audience in on who this character is. I well, don't know. That's another thing I was thinking about is, like, they, they just show a heist and then a sword fight, which yeah. I guess is exciting. But, like, this episode is about the relationship. Like, I would have rather seen flashbacks, like, to their, you know, like, their quips back and forth and, like, mm-hmm. like that tension that they have. Because that's right. the important character thing we need to know not that she's a jewel thief really right uh, i mean i guess we need to know that she has a shady past but mm-hmm. i don't know so finally the stupid five minute flashback is yeah. there. so amanda says the reason that she came back was she heard about tess and i guess she just wants to bang yeah <laughs> she immediately goes for it and duncan's already like well i already banged one of my exes i might as well do it again yeah like, <laughs> Uh, So they go back to Amanda's hotel. Duncan's rocking the leather vest again, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Amanda's really upset that Duncan doesn't think she has, like, changed her ways. And that was the clip we played at the top of the episode. Right. Uh, You know, she's turned over a new leaf, so she says. Uh, But then we see inside Amanda's room, Don S. Davis and the other goon are in there, like, rifling around looking for something. They're searching for the... For something. Something, yeah. But, like, they're not really searching that hard. Like... (laughs) I wish they were wrecking the room or turning it over. They just kind of, like, look under a coaster, peek under the bed, and they're like, well, I I can't find anything. So we don't know who these guys are, and we don't know what they're looking for. We don't even really know they're in her room. Like, we can assume it. So they bust out. Don S. Davis grabs a man and is like, where are they? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Swear to me. (laughs) He's threatening her. uh, But Duncan saves the day and, like, tackles uh, General Briggs away. But then the other goon shoots Duncan <laughs> yeah. like in the shoulder. Yep. Um, so anyway, Duncan and Amanda go fleeing, um, and she says she has no idea what those guys are about, what they're looking for. They run up to the roof. One last note about this hotel room. I am almost positive I've stayed in a hotel room with that wallpaper. <laughs> wow. And the trim at the top looks like alternating steaks, half of which are moldy. <laughs> Like steaks you look, eat? Like a yeah, T-bone? Like, look, yeah, they look like straight-up T-bone steaks, but every other one is, like, green and discolored. Ew. They're disgusting. It's, like, the least appealing thing to look at when you're trying to go to sleep. Wow. Wow. So you have some real insight on the scene. I got the inside yeah. track on this shit. That's, <laughs> that's got the same... Uh, Fuck, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, so they they retreat to the roof and they hide. The Ohio Reticence. They hide yeah. in some vents, which is comical, I guess. Yeah, like some air ducts right. or something. <laughs> the general and his goon are like, well, let's check every floor. Which, like, what does that mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> when when Duncan cut gets out of the vent, there's like it's like a metal vent. There's like this like hatch door. The sound effect they play when the door opens is used like in every TV show, and any time I hear it, it drives me up the wall. It's like this weird, like, creaking, like, and it's like, every time I hear it, I get angry, just because I hear it so much. And a weird aside, fully aside. We cut, and we're in a park with a lot of ducks, and uh, Duncan and Amanda are walking. Is that the joke? Is that the joke? They just got out of a duct, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, don't feed the ducks? Is that what's going on here? I, I so. Let's hope so. Yeah. That's great. I just want to say something about this duck thing for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda's looking at the ducks, and she's like, oh, man, I wish I could be like those ducks. <laughs> they don't have any worries or fears. 
And okay. See, she just meant. See, she just meant have a corkscrew penis. Yeah, I wish I had a corkscrew penis, and that every time I had sex with another duck, it was rape. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's true. Look it up. Biology. But, uh, okay, so I, I can I can manage that ducks don't worry about things. Sure. But I'm pretty sure ducks feel fear. Yeah. Right. They also get eaten by a lot of different things. Like including predators. Humans. Yeah. Yeah, duck is low on the list of animals I'd prefer to be. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I was a duck. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck, maybe. Duck, yeah, I wish I was Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Diving into all that not, money? He's a rich duck. Yeah. Yep. I heard his voice actor just died. 96 years old, yeah. Wow. R.I.P. I don't remember his name. Did, did he Did he die in a tragic gold pool accident? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he dived in. <laughs> he he uh, died as he lived, yeah. swimming in gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad way to go out. So some guy nails a sign to a tree that says, don't feed the ducks. Uh, and that's the flashback transition. Uh, and it, it dissolves through that sign into another, someone else hammering a sign onto a tree that says, Deutscher für dich, uh, which means Germans for you. And so we are now back in, I guess back in 1936 in Berlin. Hmm. And uh, then this guy in a suit tears the sign down. To the to the rousing beat of oompa music. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this guy, his name is Werner, I think. This He's is Duncan. Werner. Yeah, this is Duncan's yeah. friend, Werner. Uh, Werner. And so we find out through this flashback that I guess Duncan is a freedom fighter of yeah. some, some sort. He's like uh, the guy in Casablanca whose name I forget. So interesting. <laughs> Never mind. Cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so while they're in the park, <laughs> Werner says to Duncan... Berlin has become dangerous. And then he looks over his shoulder at the band, like, <laughs> who are all wearing lederhosen and have, like, horns and stuff. It's like, wow. Yeah, it looks really dangerous. He they might be spies. You don't know. They could be. I don't know how they could hear over there. <laughs> the blare of the tuba. Yeah. After we get acquainted with Werner in the park, uh, Duncan and him head to that same club where Amanda was singing. And I guess Werner's uh, trying to help Duncan get travel papers for one of Duncan's friends, who we haven't mm -hmm. met yet. Um, but Amanda sees Duncan, and they, you know, they kiss, and then she wants to dance, and they have a little reconnecting moment. But then there's some ominous guy with a crazy scar mm -hmm. looking at her. He's actually the hero of this episode. Yeah. They were really <laughs> setting that up from the establishing shot, right? Did I misunderstand? <laughs> We find out he's a cop, and his name is Rutger. Oh, his name's... I didn't catch his name. Rutger? Yeah, That's Rutger. a good name. It's actually, his name's actually Rutgers, New Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a New Jersey joke, everybody out there. <laughs> so, um, Werner is not sure if he can trust Amanda, because he doesn't know her. Mac is like... Mac backs that up, too. He's like, yeah, no, you can't. Like, get yeah. all. Like, she's only out <laughs> yeah, for herself. Nope. So then we get to meet the professor. Uh, this is who IMDb says is Dan Castellaneta, voice mm -hmm. of Homer Simpson. Absolutely not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is someone else. He's like rifling through papers. Yeah, and him and Mac have an exchange about science. Should we play mm -hmm. this clip? This sure. is kind of interesting, I suppose. Yeah. Science, yeah. I always wondered what it yep. would be like to be English. Now English. I guess you're going to get your chance, Professor. English. Just take the vital ones. They're going to be watching for us. The vital part isn't there. It's here. Do you know anything of physics, Herr McLeod? Oh, just the old-fashioned kind? I guess I left off at alchemy. Just a bunch of numbers <laughs> for most people. But it is a map we can follow to the heart of the atom. 
Maybe to the secrets of the universe. Maybe the secret's somewhere else. You don't think science knows the answers, do you, Herr McLeod? I'm not so sure he knows the right questions here, Doctor. Mm. Mm. Food for thought. Or is it? I don't know. It's kind of a bunch of gobbledygook. Yeah. <laughs> so Dun- Duncan That's really... gobbledygook for thought. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan's not too on board of science, it would no. seem. You left off at alchemy. <laughs> Which is not science, yeah. really. <laughs> well, I guess at some point it was science, right? Uh... It's fate. It's not real. It doesn't work. That's true. I mean, I agree it was a thing that people did at some point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that. <laughs> Uh, so this guy now is that's what i call physics <laughs> uh so this guy is clearly working on some sort of presumably weapon yeah like is he a rocket scientist probably you know, like... yeah back at the club amanda exits uh into the alley and she's confronted by what's his name rucker rucker rutger um and she's asking about henrik who i think is the guy that was killed <laughs> right uh her friend rather than answer his questions she decides she's gonna try to like seduce him um but then she just kicks him in the nuts and runs away which Mm -hmm. is pretty fantastic i mean that's always my first play with a scarred german man i lead with the seduction but it always ends in ball kicking (laughs) so back in the uh professor's room i suppose uh duncan is burning this guy's research so no one can find it Mm -hmm. uh but then some goom gooms goons (laughs) some goons then the goonies bust in (laughs) (laughs) they start doing the truffles shuffle yeah uh so these goons bust in and there's a fight yeah Um, karate fight right not much karate in this one i don't think which is yeah you know just straight up punching yep good old american punching that's right in germany (laughs) um but then duncan has an amazing one-liner where he's like now that's physics when he punches somebody (laughs) and that's physics or that's what i call physics i don't remember Either I was way, if that's what I call physics, so we could make like now that's what I call music. Five, the in sync edition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Amanda shows up and she's like, I guess she wants to stay with Mac at, at, at the hotel room because it's not safe for her anymore either. And Duncan is so pleased with the joke he makes. He's like, the room service is terrible. <laughs> yeah. And he starts laughing like a lot. Uh, and. That's that's it, I guess, because the goons are there. And then Amanda goes in and she's like, the room service is terrible. Because <laughs> there are like some beaten up guys like on the ground in the room. Maybe they're just asleep. So, Maybe they are actually servicing the room. <laughs> so Werner and Duncan meet back up and Werner says it is too dangerous to get him travel papers to leave the country right now. Uh, so Duncan suggests, like, let's fly him out. But he needs to get the genuine Luftwaffe codes. Yes, he needs the codes so they can fly out of there. Uh, so Duncan gives Werner even more money to make this all happen. And so Werner goes off to uh, get these codes. So what's Werner's arc in this entire thing? <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. I was not on this journey with them. Nope, nope. They're, they're at the air yard, and Werner is there. Does he give Mac the papers? Kind well, of, but he betrays, I mean, betrayal is afoot. Uh, also, there's a really, I thought it was funny, scene with the professor, like, doesn't trust the plane. Yeah. Which is, I thought, a little, like, odd. He's like, oh, I, I don't trust it. Like, I, I, I guess it's because it's old, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but Duncan, like, explains to him how air travel works. Yeah. And then he seems confused, and then Duncan's like, it's a kind of physics, which just made me think of, like, the movie. It's like, it's kind of magic. And I was like, oh, this is like the Neil deGrasse Tyson retort to it's kind of magic. It's a kind of physics. It's kind of physics. (laughs) It also make a shirt of that. Yeah. <laughs> so this is where uh, <laughs> Werner betrays Mac 
for reasons <laughs> like for reason yeah it goes way off the rails like yeah. you're introduced to him like ripping the the nazi propaganda down he's like berlin yeah. has become an asylum yeah like we're like all on board like fuck the nazis and he follows that up with the he, he this is a quote i've hurt women before <laughs> yeah like, yeah like, what is it? who is this guy <laughs> well a nazi I mean, a nazi piece of shit is he just like yeah, like Saying all that stuff to, like, get Mac in his confidence? I guess. Like, I guess we're supposed to think he's a mercenary. But even when he asks for more money, the the implication to me wasn't that it was for him. Right. I thought it was, like, to bribe people yeah. and, like, to get these codes. Like, maybe, I guess the implication was that it's supposed to be that this guy just wants Mac's money. But it didn't read that way at the time. Yeah. Also, like, if he just wanted Mac's money... He could still help the guy escape. Like, he didn't have to turn him in. And, and also, like, I get the impression that they've built a relationship. Like, this isn't the first, like, this isn't their first rodeo together. Has Werner helped other people successfully escape? Or do we think that he's, like, turned them in later? Like, and Duncan hasn't known about it. And this is the first time Duncan's, like, physically there. Ooh, that would it. be insidious. Mm. Yeah. Poor, poor character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but he's hurt women before, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a uh, fight breaks out. A bunch of other Nazis show up. Amanda shows up out yep. of nowhere yep. and I guess punches Werner. Yeah, that's that's where Werner like says, I've heard women before. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> doing this weird like boxing stance. But hey, Jack, you're the master race. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Amanda, I guess, also wants to flee the country now because she's yeah. in the shit. Uh, but there's not room for all three of them in the plane. So right. Duncan, being very chivalrous, says, like, you fly the plane. So I guess right. Amanda can fly the plane. Well, and Duncan. And like, I guess they can Duncan both can fly, fly planes. Yeah. Like, yes. they're, like, they're both like James Bond right. or any any vehicle they know how to operate, like a forklift. But but any coffee machine is forever beyond their reach. Yeah. <laughs> That's so how the watch- making coffee. <laughs> That's how the watchers test if you're immortal or not. They make you <laughs> use a cappuccino machine. <laughs> sure. they're, like, they're like, hey, here's a French press. Go, to, go be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Amanda also, of course, still has her i guess these these counterfeit plates that right she's got uh so she's smuggling them out of the country yeah so her and the professor fly away in the plane mm-hmm. duncan hops in a motorcycle and i guess is leading the nazis as a distraction like he's getting them out of yeah there. he like shoots a bunch of them for the scooter drive-by right that's right but so i was wondering like i i think it's a bad idea that the professor and amanda get in this plane at all this plan seems compromised to me Totally. Yeah, if they needed the Luftwaffe codes, why do they have any reason to think that those are real codes? Like, why right. they're, they're aren't maybe they just going to be shot down? Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're maybe not real codes. But even if they are, this this the, their whole jig is up. Like, mm-hmm. Werner can just, like, radio in or just use a telephone. It's like, these are modern times. Like, he can yeah. just call and be like, the plane that just left, like... You'll you'll track them on your radar. Ask for their codes. It's not them. Shoot them down. Like right. I don't know. It seems did they, actually. Do like, they have radar at this point? Ooh, actually, good question. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Either way, well, they apparently who, who do they have to give the to code? Yeah, exactly. They have to give the codes they to somebody. Must have been some kind of like air traffic tower or something. But someone. I don't know. This still doesn't seem very safe. Like it seems like this plan is also a bust. Yep. <laughs> but Mac does shoot a lot of Nazis before he escapes on the motorcycle. True. Uh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on board with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Also, I want to say uh, he's like driving away on the motorcycle, like down a dirt path, and like veers off onto the road. And apparently, I read on a YouTube comment while watching this episode. I watched this episode on YouTube. 
So who knows if this is accurate, but somebody said that that wasn't planned. Like, he really? fell off the road, and they still kept it. <laughs> wow! What? So, I don't know. We'll have to look into that. That's he, like, crazy. He, like, veers off, and it looks kind of strange. It looks like he's, like, going off-road, ATV style or something. <laughs> Hey, Rewatchers, have you liked and subscribed to the Highlander Rewatch podcast? Make sure to head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or we're now actually on the Google Play Store to subscribe for free Highlander Rewatch podcast each and every week. Also, while you're there, leave us a five-star review. We'd really, really appreciate it. Also, follow us on Twitter at The Rewatchers. Uh, We weren't too active on that before, but Rewatcher Eamon has been kicking butt and doing lots of Twitter posts, and it's been really great. So make sure to follow us at The Rewatchers. Thanks. Back in the present, Mac is telling Amanda about the Watchers because he's worried that these goons that are after her are probably Watchers or Hunters, I guess, as it would be. Right. So he's telling her about the tattoos and all that sort of stuff. And then it gets like all sexy time. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, where are the tattoos or whatever? And then like they start undressing each other and it's like, oh, right here. How about here? And then they're down each other's pants and it's like, up the bone zone. That was last week's episode. You're right. The bone zone. Yeah. And they like have like super wet kissing sounds during this. <laughs> I was like, ugh, you need to, like, fire your Foley guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and here we are again talking about how we're grossed out by kissing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are 12. <laughs> um, so the next morning, it's, I guess, the afterglow in bed. Uh, they're eating a bunch of fruit <laughs> uh, and drinking wine. Or I guess it's not the next morning. It's, like, just later that afternoon. Yeah, I, I don't know. Day six. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's called it's afternoon delight if yes. the song is to be believed. <laughs> it's funny. Tess died just what? A couple episodes. Duncan has had two flings in three episodes. Yep. So he's <laughs> with really, immortals. With yes. He yeah. loves the he likes the older ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Duncan tells Amanda she's the most beautiful woman in history and uh, She's like, "Do you really think that?" And then there's a great smash cut just to a punching bag. Which yeah, I thought was pretty. <laughs> well, the other thing is, he calls her the most beautiful woman in history after calling her deceitful and deceitful like, and scheming. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Do you really think I'm beautiful?" It's like, wait a minute, what about all those other words? <laughs> you know, you know what this is like. Max, like a pickup artist, it's all about like negging. Oh, uh, you're right. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta insult them so yeah. they're hungry for your approval. If you're a total douchebag, yep. <laughs> we did the same with Annie Devlin. Hey, I think you're a, like a sociopathic terrorist. You're also pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I brought some wine, or that was yeah, not wine. Some that was whiskey. Uh, so we're in the dojo, uh, and Dunk, or excuse me, Richie approaches Duncan, and we should play yeah. this clip because yeah. it's pretty funny. Yeah. So Richie's asking all about Duncan's uh, sex life. Mac. Hey, how you doing? Good. Oh, I slept like a log last night. How about you? You sleep okay? Yeah, fine. Good, good. That's really good. See, because I was afraid you might be a little uh, tied up. Tied up? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I've been thinking, Mac. I mean, we're both men of the world here. You make your own decisions. Who you choose to sleep with, that's entirely your business. I used to think so. Mac, don't get me wrong. I mean, she is a very, very fine-looking woman, extremely hot, purely on a level of physical attraction, one to ten. She's, what do you say, uh... Off the scale. I mean, I'd probably even be tempted myself. What? In theory, of course. Uh, you see, Mac, I'm, I'm not quite sure how to say this Richie, to you. Richie, I understand what you're saying. But frankly, it's not even business. I know, but see, Mac, friends look out for each other. She's a crook. She's setting you up for something. And I thought she wanted me for my mind. 
Uh, so maybe this is just Richie's like scheme. Like he just like he gets off on sleeping with whoever Duncan is sleeping with. Uh, after Tess, and now he's like, I got to move on on this Amanda lady. That's right. Mm. Yeah, Richie's uh, really giving Mac a hard time. Yeah. Also, at this point, I was like, Oh, good, Richie's back in this episode. Yeah. What's kind he doing? Of. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for him to be in this episode. Really. Like, nope. He trains in the beginning. We get the scene. Is this the last we see of Richie? Uh, I'm trying no. to do he, he, Oh wait, no, he's he comes back, but he does come back. Oh, yeah. Okay, but like, so they're going up to Max's bachelor pad, and then we see Amanda walk into the shittiest like jeweler <laughs> I've ever seen. This is the. I don't know if it was intentionally made to look this shitty, but I was like, this is the worst set dressing I've ever seen on this yeah. show. Like, half the shelves are empty, the walls are dirt. Like, this just looks like trash. Yep. It's awful. <laughs> is it, like, supposed to be, like, a pawn shop? Yeah. It's supposed to be. I, an, I think the sign says it's, like, an engraving store. Because there's, yeah. like, random trophies around, but they didn't have enough to yeah. make it look good. Yeah. Like, I, I, I took note in the background. There's a horse trophy. Uh, there's a <laughs> hockey player. Then there's just, like, weird little framed pictures on the wall. Just, like, they look like stock photos of, like, flowers. It's really, really weird. There's a, and there's just a bunch of trophies that just say number one stunner on yeah. them. <laughs> uh, so Amanda's there, and she goes over to this guy, Harry, because it's Harry's engraving. And she's like, I have a proposition for you. Ooh. Something's afoot. So then Mac and Richie find Amanda to be gone. And then, like... Mac's like, oh, and she has my credit cards. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I don't know how he assumed that right away. Yeah. Maybe he just knows Amanda. And also she snuck out that, like, I guess the rooftop the skylight. Yeah. yeah. The crazy. Like, they gotta, gotta seal it off. Like, he needs a door or a lock. <laughs> yeah. It's or, like, open. some kind of trap thing that turns it into a big slide. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda is back, is at Harry's, scheming with him, and Mac shows up. How? He says that he figured it out based on the receipts. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. What? What? Like, <laughs> no. So she's bought things from here? Already, and, and already there's a record of it. And, like, I'd have to imagine, like, this is 1993 or 4, I think. Yeah. How much are we into, like, digital credit card machines at this point? One. And something tells me this guy, Harry, does not have one. He's still doing it old school with, the like, the slider thing. Yeah. Uh, so there's, I don't think there's a record of these credit card sales nope. at all. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> it is very dumb. <laughs> uh, so silly. This is one of those, another one of those detective elements in this mm-hmm. show that's just like, it's really half baked. It's like, how yep. did he get there? <laughs> Shrug. Yep. He just does it. So he's confronting Amanda. Meanwhile, our goons show up. Don Davis is back. Colonel Briggs. I guess he's been here before. He's like staked out. Harry's before because yeah. he comes right over like he knows Harry yeah and I guess they've uncovered that Amanda has some scheme she's been running with like engravers or whatever so before she got to town I guess they staked out all these engraving shops mm-hmm. or whatever so they're in on this and Harry called to tell them that she was there right so they have some arrangement first burner then harry how will we ever recover from this yeah <laughs> this level of betrayal uh so then colonel briggs spots mac on the like uh the like cctv feed or whatever like the security camera footage and he's yeah. like that's who i want and it's like wh- wh- why like i guess because he tackled him earlier he but beat like him up yeah but yeah. he's like after mac now too mm-hmm. for guy we're about to find out he's like an fbi agent or we've already found that out yeah but, yeah but like 
You didn't know that at the time when he was like fucking shot him. You'd think you'd announce like, hey, FBI. Yep. Right. <laughs> also, we will. So uncovering what this this plot ends up being is Amanda is trying to change the dates on these plates, which were made in Germany for an American one hundred dollar bill, which I don't get. Well, I, I was trying to figure that out because I'm trying to unpack this whole plot. I was like, were these made in Germany or did they smuggle them out of America? get them to her and now she wants to take them i don't know it seems very complicated yep i think they were smuggled made in the united states smuggled to germany also most counterfeit like american currency is used abroad is my understanding like that's where because like u.s currency gets used so many places but it's a lot easier to pass it off where people are less familiar with spotting fate Mm. Mm. Not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that this whole thing is about these counterfeit bills. And so I guess Colonel Briggs, that's his assignment. Like, he's right. a counterfeit guy for the FBI. And, like, it's like the stakes seem, I mean, counterfeiting is bad. But, right. like, they shot Duncan. Like, right. that seems yeah, so well, out of whack. He's trying to steal them. Yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to, he's being a bad guy. Well, yeah, he is yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. But, no, it's the partner that shoots him. Right. And is the partner a bad guy, too? We don't know. They are in oh, oh, cahoots. Yeah. Definitely. Also, I don't think the FBI like works the counterfeit beat. That's like the Secret Service. So these guys are just baddies. Hmm, interesting. Also, They're they going were, rogue. They're going rogue. Also, or they're going commando. Um, <laughs> they also refer to themselves as cops a lot. And I'm like, are FBI agents cops? No? I don't know. Does anyone work for the FBI out there? I don't know if you refer to yourself as a cop. I feel like you don't, but I don't know. I actually have no idea. Yep. We'll never know. No. <laughs> but, uh, I'm a cop, you idiots. I'm a cop. John Kimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? So, do, 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 do. <laughs> well, Mac and Amanda sneak out to the alley and they beat up this guy's partner. Right. And then later we find out. Well, well, I guess Duncan checks the guy's ID and finds yeah. out, or first he checks his wrist to see if he's a watcher. And he's not. And he's not. And then he looks at his ID and he finds out he's an FBI mm-hmm. agent. So then he's like, Amanda. Okay, so this is, this is where we finally yeah. figure it out. Yeah. 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 yeah, then he's like, Amanda, what did you do? And he's like scolding her. <laughs> <Yes>. like. <laughs> like uh, so they run off, but Amanda keeps insisting, oh, I don't know what they want. Well, it's kind of interesting because Duncan, for like this well-guarded secret that's persisted for thousands of years of watching immortals, like he is all about spilling those beans to everybody yeah <laughs> uh so they're back hey, secret society secret society you want to hear about it <laughs> so they're back at duncan's loft and he's like oh if it's not about the diamonds like what is it about and then colonel briggs is waiting for them yep. up in the loft and he's like i can tell you all about it which is this is where we find out the whole deal uh so he also says oh, i could have gotten a warrant but i didn't because the paperwork is too messy yeah. and it's like kyle you can you can explain how much messier the paperwork would be without the warrant. I may be worse, but he's also not trying to arrest them. His goal is to break the law, so mm, what's the point? I suppose. Yeah. Like his goal is to go in there and shoot them. I don't think yeah. you get a warrant for that. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, magistrate judge. Can I please have a warrant to go in and execute some people wholesale? <laughs> no? Why not? I have probable cause. <laughs> this guy's scheme in general, though, I don't think I'm on board with. Like, he killed his own partner. Like, yeah. so that's that's throwing some red flags up all over the place. Yep. Also, he claims that he has a videotape showing Duncan kill the guy. Well, it's just like but, I have a videotape of you at the scene before this guy is dead. Which, r- is that the idea? That yeah. he's just at the that's scene? That's the idea. Mm. But it's like, 
really? Like he doesn't. Have, uh, <laughs> that seems so flimsy. Yeah, I don't know the guy. The position this guy's in, like I don't know. It seems like he could just take people's money a lot and yeah. not have to deal with like stealing the plate. Like why do the forging himself? Also, it's like well, he might just be trying to sell the plates. Uh, oh, yeah, he's got those. Connections. He might not. He he might have those connections <laughs> and like I don't know how much would like a genuine plate be worth. You might be able to get like seven figures out of that. I don't mm. know. Also, I have to imagine that more has changed in a hundred dollar bill than the date since then. Yes, yeah, that's it. Like, I just have to venture a guess that like Ben Franklin's face got a little wider or something. Yeah. That you can't just be like you can't just white out a number and go on. Not like my heart, which will go on. Why? Do, why do we think Colonel Briggs? Near, wherever you are, near far. Yeah, that's matter. right. <laughs> <laughs> why do we think Colonel Briggs killed his partner? That, like, like, why at this point, like? Because, Kyle, you mentioned earlier, like, oh, you think the partner's a bad guy, too. Maybe. But if they were, I mean, like, is, is this just Don Davis being greedy and wanting all the money to himself? But, like, they have not gotten their end. Like, I could see him shooting his partner after he gets the plates, being like, oh, I got it now. I don't need your help anymore. But, like, why kill him at this point? Like, I don't know. I don't know what he's gaining from doing this right now. Well, Because he wants to frame them. That's, like, part of the plan now. Right. He that I guess that's why he kills them then as opposed to later. Maybe and I guess he knows where they are now. I so guess, I but guess he could have also just he could have just come up to their loft. I agree, and it's shot premature. Them. It's stupid. Going off half cocked. <laughs> right. Doesn't make sense. Yep. But so Mac agrees to do an exchange of the plate and the tape at some bridge under some bridge, and then uh, Donis Davis like walks up the skylight, and Mac's like, "I got to get that thing sealed." <laughs> right. So I don't know. Should that be the question of the week? What's up? What the hell is up those stairs? Who knows? Yep. What's up there? The guys? shadow knows. Ooh. Mm. Directed by Russell McKay. Good movie. Alec Baldwin. A Baldwin for Baldwin. <laughs> oh, also, this is something really funny. So Briggs exits up those stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then if you just look closely at the video, you can just see the shadow of his legs up there, like kind of pacing back and forth, because <laughs> he's clearly just waiting at the top of the set for the scene to yeah. end, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> well, I like that immediately after that. That's Dun- funny. Yeah. <laughs> Duncan goes to call. He Duncan goes to his phone and calls it, and somebody answers, and it's Richie. And he's like, hey, Richie. And I'm like, where is he calling? Is he calling? Right. <laughs> downstairs like or maybe richie's uh pad his new pad that we haven't seen i don't know who are you gonna call richie ryan yeah <laughs> max got some scheme uh and they're gonna maybe double cross briggs but we're not sure what's kind of going on i don't think is nope. that the idea so we're at the bridge mac and amanda are there and briggs is there in his car and he comes out they exchange the plate and the original tape, he's like, is this the original? And the guy's like, yes. I'm like, why would <laughs> you believe say, him? Yes. Are there, he doesn't say, and there are no copies? Well. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask if there are any copies. <laughs> they exchange, but then Briggs double crosses them, and he's like, no one's ever going to see you guys again. Yep. And he shoots them both in the back, mm-hmm. and they fall in the river. Yep. And he's like, more random violence. <laughs> yeah, again, this does not seem... I don't know if this seems like a good plan or not. Just it, to let them be. In no, the river. it doesn't seem like a good plan. <laughs> it's a bad plan. It's a. I think. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Just gonna go ahead and say it. Well, like, whose gun is he shooting them with? Like, 
why go through this whole scheme of like blackmailing them if your plan is just to shoot them anyway? Yeah. Right, exactly. I, yeah. Guess, I guess he didn't know the exact location of the plates, but. Right. Don Davis walks away. Richie, or excuse me, Amanda and Duncan wash up on the shore and Richie yeah. helps them out, I guess, or whatever. He emerges from the bushes with yep. a videotape. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out that Richie videotaped Don Davis shooting Duncan and Amanda. How does this help them? Well, I guess there's they, footage of them being shot. shot in the back, and they fall in the river, and then but they're still alive. Well, they all high five, which is amazing. I love that. <laughs> it's the best, the best. <laughs> like we did it. Uh, yeah, I don't Yay! really. What I don't really. Do? I don't know. Yeah, I don't really get because there would be an investigation, a big investigation into who yeah. those bodies were, and I think there's a lot of clues to who those people might be because they'd probably ask Harry what's going on. I would I mean, who knows what kind of paper trail Don Davis left behind like right. with the FBI, but like if he has any sort of notes saying he was investigating Amanda mm-hmm. or where she was or what she was doing, like that's all going to get uncovered and they're going to find Duncan and Amanda. It's yep. I don't know. It's not a good plan. No. But on the news later when they showed the clip, they're just like two unidentified bodies were yeah. shot. It's like, okay, no questions. But also they don't have the bodies. Like the bodies never wash up anywhere. Like <laughs> Also, they say they're anonymous. Like they'd get that info out of General Briggs, wouldn't they? Like wouldn't they question the shit out of him and eventually yep. he would be like, Oh, I shot this woman Amanda. Like Yeah. I mean no, it's some why would he do that? Why would he say that? Well they have a they have him on video shooting people. They've got him. Right. So, I mean, at that point, why wouldn't he just say who he shot? Maybe, maybe after extended months of negotiations, <laughs> you you might reveal that information and in order to get a better deal. Mm. Also, he interrogates people, assumably for a living, as an FBI agent, so he should know not to talk to the police. Right, or incriminate himself. True. Yeah, that that would be a bit like. But then again, we're learning time and time again that he is bad at planning ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he does just go like, "Oh yeah, that's me." I feel like at some point they're going to find out who these people are, at least from Harry. Yeah, Harry's I mean, got the scoop. They could find them. Yeah, but, but Harry's a Harry's a forger. He's not going to dime them out. <laughs> right. and it, but Harry it, ain't no snitch. Yeah. And, but if you have this yeah. tape of a guy shooting two people, but you never find two bodies, and two people are never reported dead or missing, like has a crime been committed? Yeah, I mean, if you shot two people, like, but there's no evidence that a crime was actually committed. If you shoot two homeless people and then, like, feed their bodies to pigs on a pig farm, you're still a murderer. Like, and if somebody can prove that you shot them, you're still, like, guilty of it. Like, I don't know, having a tape of it. Even but, if they don't have, like, proof that of, like, where the body is. I, I think but, the tape is, I think the tape's enough evidence. But there's I no think. proof that anybody was shot aside from this tape. As, as, aside from a <laughs> videotape of it? Yeah, but, like. Aside <laughs> from a videotape of a man doing Do you need a way to organize your life better? Well, what better way than to get the Daily Organizer from the Highlander official catalog? Plot your moves and record them in this astutely designed Highlander organizer, made in the USA from the finest American Napa natural milled full grain leather. Includes Duncan Katana's pen as a free gift that fits inside this 9 by 11 by 2.5 planner. Beautifully embossed with the Highlander sword. Hold standard 5.5 by 8.5 three ring planner sheets deluxe page and divider set included plus a free 1995 bonus gift connor's katana pen uh comes in black and cognac for the low low price of a hundred and twenty five dollars my goodness right this is so expensive and all it is is a leather bound planner with a little picture of a sword on it <laughs> but it does come with 
two free pens? Is that one free I mean, pen? One free pen. Yes. Wow. So chronicle your journeys and adventures with astutely, the, astutely with the <laughs> Daily Organizer. So. Richie thinks what Amanda did was really brave, yeah. <laughs> which I guess is just getting shot. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about necessarily. The theft, the lying, whatever. But yeah. Richie's, of course, smitten with Amanda. I guess Richie leaves Amanda and Mac alone to Mac it all night long. That's and right. Duncan talks about how they'll always have Paris, London, Rome, and Tulsa. Tulsa. And I would <laughs> love to know the adventures they had in Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> They're they're very boring. <laughs> they just want to play house for seventy or eighty years, you know. So let's hear from Bill Panzer and David Abramowitz on the filming of the episode "The Return of Amanda." The Return of Amanda. No fight scenes. No martial arts. No swordplay. No bad immortal. No quickening. But somehow, <laughs> the show really worked. In the, um, the Return of Amanda. Um, we're dealing with the actress Elizabeth Grayson, who is absolutely wonderful, but on occasion is a little bit flaky. So she comes into our office and she's, because she has a question, she's wearing a small little nose ring on her nose and, she wa- and she'd like to keep it and she wants to know if we could write it in for the part and it would be okay on camera. And what she doesn't tell us is that she's cut off all her hair and she's got really two inch, her entire hair is maybe two inches long and it's completely white. And I said, Elizabeth, were you going to tell us about this or not? She'd do things like that on occasion, just to think she liked keeping us off balance. Enormous style. The style starts from the minute you see the beginning of the period recreation by Steve Gagan to you watch Adrian walk into a nightclub in uh, pre-World War II Germany in a tuxedo, looking better than Cary Grant, with every bit as much style and panache. And suddenly you forget the loudish... Scottish warrior that that we've always loved. The problems of doing Germany in Vancouver were not underestimated by our European partners. The Germans said no swastikas. So Steve came up with the idea of let's use the Imperial German Eagle. It's got the same kind of menace and vaguely authoritarian thing and it worked great. But at the end of the day the show's called Amanda. And what can you say about Elizabeth Grayson? What can you say about the character of Amanda. Beautiful, deceitful, funny, sexy, everything a man would want. So in the behind the scenes footage there, they talked about that they weren't allowed to use swastikas because the the German backers didn't want that. And I was curious, like when I was watching this episode, I, I remember a lot of 90s TV never having swastikas. And was that like a rule or just a tradition people followed? Like, I feel like I'm starting to see it on television Well, now. in Germany, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to use a swastika. I, I know we have a German listener. Uh, yeah. So maybe they could comment on this. Um, I don't think you're allowed to have, like, swastikas and stuff over there. Right. Yeah, I just noticed that it, it they, there, there's always, like, I don't know, in, in a lot of, like, early 90s and 80s TV, it'll be, like, a red banner with a circle in it. And yeah. maybe, like, a swastika look-alike thing and i don't know if it's just because of overseas sales that they don't want to use a swastika or what the deal is that is 
that is really common. Or like you'll see like a lightning bolt in right. it, or like an SS symbol, or like they'll use related symbols that aren't the swastika. Right, right. Mm. Mm. It's interesting. Uh, so one, I thought that was a very funny uh, Watcher Chronicle for this episode. This is um, under Amanda's, uh, I guess, Chronicle. It says Amanda's Watcher needs to be reassigned, or he will have a mental and physical breakdown because he's obsessed with Amanda. They will reassign a woman to her next. <laughs> Okay. What? <laughs> I guess everyone's getting fuck? obsessed with Amanda. Huh. They got the fever. The fever. I want to ask you guys a question about this episode. This is the return of Amanda. This is Amanda's like triumphant return. Like she doesn't have much to do in this episode, I don't think. Yeah, but she's the source of all the action in it. That's true. Like she's the one who's who's moving the plates both in the past and in the future. Right. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the plot of this episode, but I think it comes out, like, the episode as a whole comes out pretty okay, mostly because of Elizabeth Grayson. Like, mm-hmm. she is really good, and, like, the two of them have such great chemistry. Like, sure. I think that elevates what otherwise, like, if this was cast with someone else, this, I think, would be kind of a snooze fest. Yeah. Because uh, most of the plot, it's just not that exciting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's 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 no immortal conflict. There's no nope. sword fight other than the flashback. I wonder actually, is that a reason they put that whole flashback in there? They were like, oh, there's no like immortal stuff. Let's. Yeah. Uh... The, the flashback's also like half the episode though. Yeah. It's a very long flashback. <laughs> it was extremely and it's interesting. Long. I could have done without like the the FBI stuff. What if they just took that out of the episode? Yeah, maybe have Duncan uh, be the one to uncover the the thing. Like he could be the the source of the conflict yeah like in their trust issues and all that stuff right oh i think like the idea of her actually being chased by the i think it's more interesting if she's being chased by real cops yeah yeah why did the cops also have to be bad yeah like Uh. if she was if there if there was an actual decision about like saving her versus like breaking the law that would have been more exciting than like obviously you stand by her against like a bunch of renegade secret service agents like you obviously do that Mm. as opposed to like some Honest mopes who are actually doing their job. Well, we have a uh, a pretty good question of the week this week that was actually submitted by one of the uh, our listeners. So a big thanks to Ken G for submitting this uh, question. Uh, and I, we, this has come up before, but it's uh, it's appropriate because it happened in this episode. What do you think happens to the bullets in Immortals when they get shot? Ooh, interesting. So like if they a get bu- pushed out, yeah, <laughs> there we go. and soft, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I think that's the one that makes the most sense. Because otherwise, like, do they just stay in there for a really long time? Maybe. Right. So it's Did like, like Duncan, Duncan, gets shot, uh, Duncan gets shot a lot. Can he just not fly in the 21st century? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're a metal detector? That's really yeah. funny. <laughs> and then you have to worry about the Tony Stark factor where the shrapnel could be inching its way mm. towards your heart. And you have to have a robo heart. TSF. Get Tony the, Stark the, factor. Yeah. <laughs> But Tony Stark is not immortal. That's true. <laughs> so you have an advantage. It's like your heart's its own reactor. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, uh, make sure to write us at HighlanderRewatched at gmail.com or comment on our Facebook page. Uh, we'll be posting this question later in the week, and you can comment in the comment section on our Facebook page. Uh, what The question is, what happens to bullets when the mortals get shot? Where do the bullets go? So we have learned a lot of lessons from this this episode, The Return of Amanda. You want to know by now. You want to know by now. So, what have we learned this week from Mac, guys? The perfect way for a plan involving getting shot to come together is with a high five. 
That's right. <laughs> you got to seal your success with a high five. It's how champions do it. I learned that you're not supposed to feed the ducts. Uh, I mean that's that's important. It is. You can't feed those ducks. No. We should do this more often. Well, Richie has also taught us some things we should don't do. <laughs> what, what you don't do, 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 do. What have we learned from Richie? What you should not do is try to intre- increase your stamina and girth by training with Duncan. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> you'll only last a few more seconds. Although I guess but it'll come. Yeah, it'll come. It'll come. <laughs> it'll come. Just... I've learned from Richie that it'll come. <laughs> yep, that, that, yeah. that sums it all up. Yeah. What's the matter with you? In all this time that you've been with me, haven't you learned anything? Yet, anything? Yet? Uh, do we have any final thoughts on this episode, guys? It was good. I'm glad to see Elizabeth Grayson back. Yeah. And that was a really high-quality flashback. I think this would be in my top tier were it not for the padding. And if the police, the modern-day police plot was better for me this this show hasn't like fooled around with the notion of doing an entirely flashback episode for me that's what this episode should have been is like it could have just opened in the past but but then she's not returning that's true well i suppose not (laughs) well it could just be they they can change the title this episode's just called the world war ii of amanda (laughs) yes well it could have been called whatever but uh Literally, just a whatever. Long, long time ago in the galaxy far away, Amanda. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I find that the World War II plot of this episode is more compelling. Like, there's multiple plots. Like, Mac is trying to get the guy out. Amanda's got this weird thing she's doing, as usual, like scheming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a captivating setting for a story. Right. Um, and I, I just feel like this this would be a, a great story to tell all in flashback. Uh, and just skip the the present stuff. Yeah, um, and maybe just f- uh, like a couple interstitial scenes in the present, just to kind of get the action going. Like, remember the time, right? Well, they could <laughs> those sort of things. They could have done a whole like Highlander Casablanca thing, not to go back to that. But there is like a similar vibe. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you could have had like a Duncan and Elizabeth Grayson Hilla Beans type interaction or something. Yeah. Could all have been in black and white, which I think they do in a later episode down mm. the road. I think there's a World War II episode that's all in black and white, which is pretty cool. That would be cool. Um, so anyway, but all in all, pretty good episode. I'm glad we watched it. McLeod's a blank. There you go. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so make sure to join us next week. Uh, next week's episode is episode eight. Revenge of the Sword. <laughs> we have been Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. The return of the Revenge of Amanda. <laughs> uh, we have been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. Amen. Bye. Bye-bye. Sleep. Bye. Bye.